Hello, welcome to this newest episode of Generation BTS, the podcast where we talk about BTS albums normally, but today we are here to talk about Golden. Golden. Golden, yeah, from our Golden Magnus, if you needed to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> introductions first, I'm Christine, I'm 30 years old, still not used to that, and um, I've been ARMY about two years, and with me as always are... Hi, I'm Leanne, I'm 34, and I've been ARMY about 18 months. Hi, I'm Natasha, I'm 20, and I've been ARMY for seven years. Yay! We're all here. Nice. So, like I said, today we're going to talk about Golden. It will be an exciting time, I'm sure. But first, a bit of recent news, just so that you can know where we are in, in the timeline. The main, not the main thing, but... (laughs) <laughs> the most exciting thing I'd say that we've done recently is we hosted our very first live event. Woo-hoo! Yay! It was a great success. Everyone had a lovely time. Some logistical issues at the start, so apologies if you attended and you think, well, there were some issues at the start. <laughs> um, acknowledge that there were, but, uh, but I think all in all, everyone had a nice time. And apologies to all of you people listening it's why we've been delayed yeah. in putting out the episodes because we've not run an event like that before we had what nearly a hundred armies join us in person mm-hmm. um we gave out lots of prizes we tested everyone's knowledge natasha sold some of her stuff from her shop as well as lots of amazing vendors but yeah it took up oh, wow. a bit more time than we expected but we're back We're back and we're not planning another for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. In BTS news, obviously, I think it was just a couple of days before our event, they announced that they're all going to enlist, which is sad. Yeah, so obviously we've already had three of them enlist, so now the rest of them, the remaining four, so RM, Jimin, V and Jungkook, they're going to go soon they've started their processes so yeah i think obviously it's sad but it does help get some clarity maybe on sort of what the plans are and sort of put that 2025 date in like a tangible perspective if that makes Mm. sense that's at least something but Um, devastating yeah like a quadruple blow Mm. it was a lot it was a really sad day everyone I've ever met was devastated I think for me it was like a like obviously sad but at least now I know what's going on it means that they can all come together again at the same time because I think we were sort of running out of time with the whole 2025 thing but with enlisting around now they'll be back around June 2025 that's sort of in accordance with the plans that they've told us that they have Um, and they'll get super buff which has really helped, seeing the RMPTD clips mm. has really helped me reconciling him going to military. Because I'm like, well, at least you'll come back buff. <laughs> Super yeah, buff. And not b- LAPTD buff. Mm, it's a different level of buff. buff. <laughs> no, not too buff. When he's like working out in the little vest. <laughs> Bad day. Yeah. Good day. Natasha, yeah. how do you feel about the enlistment? I cried. It was very sad. I think that first day, that like night, I like found out at like 1am, cried, cried to sleep. The next day, 
because obviously you know my room's full of JK pictures. <laughs> I was just like, don't even look at me. <laughs> but to the wall. Um, yeah, to the wall. <laughs> just like having an argument with my uh, posters. Yeah. Um, I'm getting better. I cried. I cried and then I called my mom. She was like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, it's not going to be okay. She was like, I know it's not going to be okay. Because <laughs> obviously she's a recent army, Jungkook yeah. stan. So I think she's sort of going a bit through what I went through with Indigo and what you went through with D-Day where you're like super well fed. Mm. So you're a little bit in denial about what it feels like when they're gone. Or like even, I guess, with, with Aram and with Yungi, we had a bit of a run up because like... Yeah we'd had all of this time of them just not being active or she was like, no, no, there's going to be loads of stuff. They'll still put stuff out. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, it is a little bit odd timing wise for Junker because it feels like they've just did this massive push to like get him out there for the Western audiences as I'm sure we'll come on to through our discussion of Golden. And now they're like, right, okay, we're taking him away. <laughs> um, but I was sort of relieved to see that he was going to go as well because I was wary that initially they sort of said, oh, he might not. We'll see. Like, we'll let you know what his plans are. But with this, I think it seems like it is very much about, like, let's get it all out of the way. 2025, we'll get the band back together and we don't have to have another 18-month break when he goes. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. All the new JK stands will be confused. (laughs) But, like... Thankfully for them, they've got the back catalogue. They do. All they've got is more. I'm crazy. All they've got is more to fall in love with. Like, imagine coming as a JK stand being like, oh, he's such a good vocalist and performer. There's so much more there. Mm. There's so much more. He's got so much more depth about him. There's so much more to love about him. He's got so much more to offer than when you're just a new little baby army. Yeah. And we've got a lot of content that we've not watched. As yeah, well. we've been saving Ron. Yeah. I now won't even ask about Ron. Like you mentioned it the other day. I was like, no, there's not enough. There's not enough Ron. We've left. got like 50 episodes left. There's not enough episodes left. <laughs> I'm storing up such stars at the moment that of the recent ones, I've only watched the ones with the members. But obviously, I will be watching all of them. But it was too, too fresh for a while. And now I'm like, oh, I must drip feed myself them. Mm. But yeah, if you're a new Jungkook stan and you're hitting this oh, play yeah. on this podcast for the first time then uh welcome 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 he's great and i'm sure you'll have a nice time listen to us listening to us talking about golden (laughs) so um and yeah go forth and explore content because there is basically infinite amounts um (laughs) there is enough to keep you busy for a year and a half that's for sure it's gonna be so sad (laughs) yeah i think it's it's sad definitely i think Another thing that I found out was, according to this sort of Yungi Updates girl that I follow on Instagram, she said that apparently when people do civil service, which is what he's doing, where he's just working instead of doing the military training, they apparently don't tend to update anything because it's seen as like a privileged position to be in. So you wouldn't want to then be seen as like... Disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, and like updating more than you should or like having your phone on you to do more stuff than you should I guess Mm. so yeah I was sort of getting to grips with the fact that I might not hear from him until June 2025 but then Mm. I've heard that some other idols who've done civil service have updated occasionally so you never know but I think 
obviously we've not had nothing so far, so mm. it's fine. And there won't be anything for them to like come to. No, you know, like when like Hobie comments on <laughs> JK's post, there'll be no posts. That's there'll true. Be, there, there's nothing like dry. There's nothing dry. Well, Jen, Jen will be back. Jen will be six back. Months time. Six months time. Jen will be back, and then they can comment on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be a long hold. Yeah. Six months. Though we did say it when we. Five minutes ago, before we started recording, about the Disney documentary. Yeah, that's another thing that's coming out. I think it's just a one of their many documentaries. I think the last documentary they made was the Break the Silence one. So this one probably will be the pandemic, maybe, and like the PPD concerts. So uh, none of the solo stuff. I don't know. I'm guessing they've they've done solo documentaries, haven't they? Mm, those are coming. Well, yeah. JK said he'd done one. Yeah, and then he's done a travel show with Jim and he him said and as well. Him and Jim and did a travel show. Yeah. Oh, and what? Sorry, we did go through what's in recent news. In recent news, V's in London. We've not seen him. No. We also didn't see RM when RM was in London, in spite of our them. best efforts. Yeah. <laughs> well, not like stalker creepy efforts, but we're out there, girls. We're on the streets, going to the Korean restaurants. We're looking around. We're keeping our eyes peeled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, big city <laughs> don't worry we're not like uh, crowding the airports or hotels um, no no it was just just be if we happen to run into them walking around um, waiting for it to be serendipitous yes i think the last thing that we wanted to mention was arm's got a mysterious new instagram mm. we don't know what it's for it allows comments so you can comment yeah. on and stuff which is nice I've put some purple hearts on it. I can see when I go on, it shows me that you've commented and Marie has commented. It shows me all my people that have commented. Mm -hmm. I actually haven't commented because I wanted to think of something really meaningful to put amongst the other 300,000 comments. Yeah. Um, And then I just got stage fright from setting the bar too high. Fine. Um, But I've read lots of the comments and I've hearted the ones that... The good ones. The good ones, yeah. Fair enough. The the more sentimental ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just went with Purple Hearts. Mm. Do you write anything on arms instead, Natasha? Uh, no. Fair enough. I'm not normally a commenter. I'll I'll DM him. So, <laughs> good luck, dude, in the military. But I like to be more private. Fair. All right. I think the moment has arrived for us to talk about Golden. Golden. Let's start with the promo cycle do we start with seven or do we start with the promo cycle promo cycle because we already talked about seven fine no but we already talked about seven no i was just wondering for my best content ah okay yeah so for anyone that hasn't listened to part one of dark and wild there is about a half hour discussion of seven in there so yeah i'm gonna leave that for there i've also i was gonna get to this but i've not done like a play-by-play of the MVs because I was thinking that if we end up spinning this album in or when we end up spinning this album in because all the songs are in English like we're not gonna need to translate the lyrics mm, what are we gonna talk about so what are we gonna talk about yeah, and <laughs> oh, yeah. that many performances so then I thought actually let's leave the MVs for that he's done it's real dirty there yeah <laughs> Because we'll go over the lyrics, obviously, but like he's not written them, you can already understand them. So like there probably won't be that much to say about. There's them. no secret hidden meanings. No or translations. So, yeah. So I think there's no seven meanings of the word seven, like there is with dang. No. So um. So yeah, I think let's 
go over the music videos properly when we go into the album properly i haven't seen anything about them being laced with double meaning and stuff mm. like that so but obviously before we do them properly i will uh, look into it yeah. we saw that one theory for 3d about them going into his mind and yeah what that meant so uh yeah with 3d there's a bit with the guy that sort of attaches like a little like electrode thing to his head and then they think that that's got something to do with dimensions because obviously the song's about dimensions mm. guys and there's um, the black and white with the white being good and the black being bad yeah black colors and black he is bad he is indeed bad He's bad news is that jack <laughs> okay right let's go on to promo cycle then so obviously this promo cycle has been a bit different than the others because he released two singles before we ever had an album release schedule so even though B released two singles like we knew the album was coming whereas for JK it was just like a here's a single and then obviously eventually there was an album mm. um, and we heard from Shushuta that it was like seven and then he was gonna have like a six single album and then all of a sudden he's got an 11 track album mm. so even when they were doing seven they didn't no they didn't have their shit together yeah he said it came together quite quickly mm. so the first confirmation that a full album was actually on the way came in an interview that jk did with odyssey around the, the time when 3d was released where he said his solo album was on its way mm. quote unquote and then on the 3rd of October, we did get the announcement that Golden would be coming. It said that it was an album inspired by the golden moments of Jungkook, the golden maknae of BTS and the solo artist. And it said that there would be 11 tracks, including 3D and 7. So that was nice. I thought it was a good amount of tracks. Mm, mm. More, than, more than we'd expected. Yeah, I definitely was only expecting like four, five, six. We were expecting it to be the same size as Layover Face. Mm. We also got to know that there would be three versions, the Shine, Solid, and Substance. And how pretty it looked. Yeah, it looked really Golden nice. Golden is the, I'm going to, it's the prettiest. Do you think? So yeah, from like the packaging, the way it's positioned. No more cardboard boxes. They heard our rant. Yeah. It's in this like solid box with like almost a coffee book table type booklet inside. I like the typeface. I like the color contrast. Mm. I, I it's think nice. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful album. Yeah, I have written. I think it kind of looks like a box of chocolates, mm. which then came in clutch because obviously he's done his collab with Diva mm. over in Korea. Jealous. I did see somewhere that people thought that each color matches like all the whiskey that he drinks. Like there's the brand of whiskey that's got like the same color boxes with the gold embellishments. Because obviously his lives, he pulls out a bottle of whiskey now and again so it does make sense but also like is that allowed it must be allowed because anyone can do a colour in gold yeah all art is derivative it can be inspired by the whiskey but as long as it's not a copy yeah because <laughs> if you had copied it they'd be suing the fuck out of him I think please be aware we do swear <laughs> it's called like umbrella marketing or something like that mm. it's like when a store brand coke has the same like red logo that's that's allowed, but you're not allowed to copy Coke's typhoon, mm. maybe. Yeah, that's uh, perfectly possible that he was inspired by some whiskey. But yeah, it's quite simple packaging. I'm sure you've seen it if you're listening to this, but it's one green, one white, one blue mm. album. I like that he named them. 
Yeah. The shine, solid, substance. Uh, whereas all of the other albums didn't have names. I think Face did. Um, did Face it? had Face like has... a... A light and a dark. version or whatever. Yeah, I think with um, Layover, we call it, we were calling them the green version and the blue yeah. version and the purple version. Yeah, Layover didn't have a... Adidas didn't have uh, names, I don't think. We also knew that he was going to do a signature and fan call event <gasps> for armies that bought the album for we from Weavers, which we did not. So I didn't win those. But I think all the... It seemed like all the people that won were the people that bought like 200 albums. All the girl, all the so, girl girls. Yeah, happy for you guys. Um, <laughs> and then on the 4th of October, there was a promo schedule. The first one. That also looks like a box of chocolates. It or does. like a really fancy menu at the Ritz. It does <laughs> like look a like a fancy tasted menu. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it all looks expensive with the He's an the expensive colors. boy. Mm-hmm. So it said that we would get concept photos in the next couple of days. That was exciting. And on the 6th at midnight KST, we got the first set of concept photos. And these are the Shine version. Mm-hmm. So he's only got three per version, not like 35 like <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, this set was called Shine. So by that, we assumed that maybe there would be more photos from the other concepts. But it didn't say on the schedule, but just assumed. On the bottom one, he's wearing this, like, mesh see-through top, which is no longer news. I put TPH. <laughs> Gets his stuff up all the time these days, but he does look really shredded. Mm. That's what I put. It looks like, you know, some people sometimes go on those, like, crazy, like, no water for 24 hours mm. diets before they get photos taken and stuff like that. So it kind of looks like he's done that because he looks, like, even more defined than usual. Yeah, it's the one with the like black mesh, mm-hmm. the one that's then on the Spotify thumbnail. Mm-hmm. I guess if that photo is going to be everywhere, you'd want it to be top draw. Yeah, but I do think you're right. I do think Calvin Klein ruined us. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh yeah, he's shirtless again. Oh, he's got his top off. Oh, yeah. he's got his top off. But I didn't expect him to. And we'll we'll get to this in the content. I didn't expect him to go like full gym shower shirtless in his VCs at his concert. No. But now I don't know where he goes next. Like, there's no. Well, he could do the in his boxes. We've been waiting on the boxer shoe. Yeah. 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 That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be good for Christmas. That'd be a nice. I was going to say, I don't think it's coming now before military, but we'll see. Maybe we'll get it next year for his birthday. Maybe. Then there were solid concept photos the next day. Mm. There's some fun reactions over here. Um, yeah, so there was one where he was in a tank top with some like beige overall things. He looked a bit like a mechanic. I like that. Yeah. Like, a bit rough, rough mm-hmm. around the edges. Yeah, and that's a good one. One where he's like next to a punching bag yeah. and one where he's just in white. Mm. And then the substance photos came as well. Those are a bit more like punky. Mm. They've got a lot of graffiti on the wall yeah. and stuff. These are my least favourite. Oh, really? I think they're oh, my favourite. Yeah, I think they're Natasha's favourite as well, yeah. She's nodding. Yeah, do you want to tell us whether your favourite, Natasha? Oh, uh, yeah, my favourite is the punk ones, which they also, like, we got the Vogue magazine before the concept photos, so it were a bit like, why they're just showing me the Vogue, like, pictures again? Because it's pretty similar. But that's fine, I'm not complaining. Yeah. I don't really like the extensions. 
I also think it looks like the Vogue ones, and I think maybe the Vogue ones were maybe even more punk and more fashionable, so maybe you didn't want to repeat the same concert and, like, not do it as well, but it's fine. I like these photos as well. I don't think the extensions, they don't bother me. I think that's what his hair looked like for a while, although he's cut it now. I think he looks like he's got the extensions and all of them. them. I just think they're maybe a bit more prominent. He looks a bit flicky. Mm. It's the way it's styled across the forehead. Yeah. And there's just less of the arm. (laughs) That's true. The tattoo looks absolutely flawless in the solid set. Yeah. Just, oh. I'm not into tattooed guys, but whenever he sort of comes out with them, I'm a bit like, you know, when you swipe it on Bumble, I'm a Mm. bit like, "Mm, maybe. In general, no. But then J.K. will hit me with like, how hot his tattoos are, and I'm like, well, maybe tattoos are hot. I think tattoos are nice unless they're stupid, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these are stupid. I think these are nice. Yeah, the concept photos were very full of obvious Easter eggs, like the 0613 behind him and the spray paint ones and various designs from his sleeve tattoo that they've sort of repeated on the wall. And then the last one where he's sort of close to his eyes there's the Roman numeral 1997 behind him. Mm. So, yeah. And then we got the notice that there would be a live on stage performance mm. on the 20th of November, which is why we haven't recorded this earlier, actually. And uh, later we were also told that it would be streamed live on Weavers for free, which mm. was exciting. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. So, watch that. I was jealous of was good. the armies, as always. That they good could- answer. Because everyone was like, ta, 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 ta. Mm. And then he was like, no, I'm going to do a big concert. Just one. But yeah, the K-Armies and anyone who was over there or willing to travel over there were able to apply for tickets in a raffle. So uh, yeah, congrats if you managed to go. I did see that there were a few empty boxes, empty chairs. Mm. And also some freebies weren't picked up on the day, which is bad. So don't apply for these things unless you're going to go, guys. Because actually, also, we heard that you might, like, get disqualified from any future events if you do that. So get blacklisted. Pro tip. But yeah, we obviously don't want to see empty seats, mainly because, like, loads of people would kill to be there. Then there was an interview with Bank PD. Where he gave a lot of the credit for the album coming together to Scooter Brown. Boo! Boo to that guy. Don't like him, but apparently had a lot to do with this. Stop being young and impressionable, JK. (laughs) But you can make your own choices, but. Yeah, I think go back to Duck and Wild Part 1 again for the rant on Scooter Brown. But (laughs) I felt like I needed to, to mention again. And then on the 15th, we had a track list. And it dropped while we were at a Doom and Cup sleeve I've written, which mm. I've forgotten now, but apparently that's what happened. Yeah, we pulled it up, I think, in the basement. That's when we realised that all the songs were going to be in English. Yeah, and that he'd not written any. And that he'd not written any. Yeah. Which, like, they're all in English. He can't no, write in English. Yeah, I don't know fine. that we would have expected him to necessarily have written songs in English, but half of my U was in English, wasn't it? So... What we learned from the track list, the lead track is called Standing Next to You. Standing Next to You. Yeah. Now we know how it goes <laughs> as well. <laughs> and he did get help from some big names, including Ed Sheeran, who they worked with before on Permission to Dance and on... Make It Right. Make It Right. That's it. 
Yeah, so Ed Sheeran, they worked with him before. Sean Mendes, who all the K-pop idols seem to like fangirl over. Even like, about, I'm talking about the male ones, but like all of them are like, oh my god, Sean Mendes. So got to work with him. That's nice. I've written there's also rampant rumors that the whole album will be in English, which is fine. So I don't know that it was confirmed at this stage, but they've all got English titles. Obviously, we'd sort of had the signals at this stage that he wanted to be an artist that could cross over from K-pop to Western pop. He sort of said that in a few interviews around the singles. And he said even Latin, maybe, with time. So it sort of makes sense, I guess, that he grabs his chance to do a full English album. There were also rumors around that time that the lead track would be a retro punk song, which I've mm. written, which was more exciting as we love a good pop punk song, but it's not a pop it's punk song. Even a bit. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite like grandiose. I guess maybe that's what they meant. It's retro, but it's it is not retro. Punk. Yeah, it's not pop punk. Uh, he was then announced as a performer and nominee at the MTV EMAs, but mm. they were eventually cancelled oh. because of the volatility of world events. Yeah, they were going to come to Paris. We were going to mm-hmm. go to Paris. We started a little WhatsApp group. Yeah, we were going to try at least. Shame didn't happen. It would have been nice to see him at the EMAs. He did win quite a few awards, I think, with mm. seven. Yeah. So... Next, there was a Weavers magazine article where he chose a playlist, and we don't have time to talk through all the songs because he did look quite a lot. But in line with all of our Twilight references throughout the last couple of years working on the podcast, he did pick A Thousand Years from Christina Perry, which obviously was an official Twilight song. He said, I first heard the song as part of the Twilight soundtrack, and I'm still listening to it all these years later because it's just so good. And that's why I picked a vampire concept. <laughs> For his portfolio. Yeah, he was a vampire. So that's why we talked about him in Twilight. Yeah, it's a, it's a good song. I agree. I still have it on a Timeless. couple playlists. It's my my parents' not wedding song, but like they're one of their anniversary songs, oh. which is really strange because they're now divorced, but my dad still has it on his phone. Oh. Sad. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's nice. It, it reminds me of them. I've got very vivid images of them dancing in the living room to it. Uh, do you like that song, Dash? I can listen to it, but I don't really ever seek it out. If I'm going to listen to some Twilight songs, I like the like ones from the first film, where they're like, meow, meow, like the guitar ones. That famous one. Meow, meow, Famous, famous. Like the Muse one. Ah, uh, yeah, it's the, there is a Muse one. Yeah, the one where they play baseball. Mm. That sounds like I'm a huge Twilight. Twihard, as they were calling it. <laughs> you are a Twihard. I'm not, I'm not. You're the one that's got the, like, Edward's Perspective book. <laughs> <laughs> All those books were important books. I never read it. <laughs> mm, that's true. Do all the important literature, guys. Up there with Demi and I I'm just kidding. Um... Then we got the poster for Standing Next to You, and he doesn't look punk net, I've written, so I think that was our first clue. Yeah, he just wore like a black blazer. Black on black. He did look nice. So yeah, and then there was a second promo schedule. It outlined when we would get some of the track artwork, main main track teasers and MVs, but there were also just a couple of days that said coming soon. Mm. And a surprise. Yeah, and a surprise. 
So I thought we were getting more in these, but that wasn't true. No surprises for us. No. Only for the Americas. Yeah. <laughs> All these New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. So lucky. I've seen them like loads of times this year. So many. Uh-huh. And then on the 20th of October, there was <gasps> yeah. the Kid Leroy song with Jungkook and Central C, a.k.a. Sench. Oh I learned from oh. my our old friend Kevin that that's what he's called in short. Our new um, boy. Yeah. Um, you're going to do your impression. <gasps> do you understand my slang and get my sister you more? <laughs> Brilliant. For anyone who was confused, we don't have Central C here with us. That was nah. Natasha, mm-hmm. <laughs> voice in Central C. True. It's something I wouldn't have noticed unless he'd done the song, which I care, I think. But Sench is on quite a lot of like buses and stuff here now. Hmm? I think he was famous before Jungkook, to be honest. Uh, no, I think so yeah, too, but yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have noticed it. No. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's my guy, Sench. I'd be like, uh, white hip-hop guy. Another white rapper. <laughs> yeah. Another white rapper that I don't know that all the kids love. Yeah. Whereas now, similar to you, I'm like, oh, there's my guy. My guy, Sench. Yeah. And we quite liked the song, didn't we? Mm. I liked it. It's a good song. I think Jungkook's parts are really nice as well. Uh, it's not part of the album, obviously, because it's Kid Leroy's song and the other two just feature. But he did it during the promo schedule, so I thought I'd mention it. The MV was quite nice as well. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Did a great job on the chorus, which was written by Justin Bieber. Oh. That's cool. And on trying to look full of swagger in the MV while holding up two fingers. Every time he said too much, he would do the little like peace sign, two fingers. Because he knows. But two and two. Yeah, he knows that word. knows that word. <laughs> yeah. Double meaning. Mm. It wasn't super swaggery, but fine. I like some of the clips with Kid Leroy as well, you know, where he made him taste the Marmite. Yeah. Vegemite. Yeah, the Vegemite. He pranked him on the Vegemite and yeah. they were like, went on each other's backs and like just hung around yeah i liked that i think kid Laura was like 20 years old no it seems like yeah it's uh i feel like the kid laura has been around ages i think the first song that he that when i first noticed him was when he did that song with justin bieber kid Leroy is younger than me he's august 2003 the song's called stay that is <laughs> the truth fact there's a lot of memes about obviously jack harlow Kid Leroy, Lato, all being like younger than JK. And they're all like, mm-hmm. Opa, <laughs> young. It's quite funny. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Strange to think JK is the oldest amongst them. Yeah. Because he's such a tiny baby. He is. Yeah, he was struck as funny in the behind the scenes for 3D when he finds out that Jack's younger than him. He's like, what? But I've written, it's definitely my personal favourite. JK released so far. Obviously, mm. at this point, we didn't have the album. Mm. And on the 26th at Midnight KST, we got the first six artworks for the first six songs. This was called The Tracks. They weren't super interesting, I didn't think. It was just like a, a couple of lines quoted from the lyrics and then the titles of the songs in different like fonts and colors. Please go look at them. Yeah, you can go look at them. The next day, the next four artworks came out and they had an excerpt from the lyrics of each song. It was like the hating you is the only way it doesn't hurt and the hope you know that somebody ain't me. I wrote the second part sounded real sad, mm. which, you know, it is. So, yeah, I guess that's something that we got to know from, from those. 
And then the next bit of content we received was a YouTube video with a little excerpt from each song. That was more interesting, I mm. thought. Mm -hmm. We sent it around on the group chat. And I think we were all fairly optimistic around that time that we would like it. I was anyway. Sasha, you said you loved it. I've written it down, so I remember it. And that some songs started a bit mid, but there were some that you could cry in the shower too. Yes. Um, the like video itself, I did listen to it walking around like it was just the music. It'd go past like the four songs I like, and then I'm like, I need to go back, I need to go back. I'd be like waiting for it to continue, and then it just cut off. It was kind of sad. But it was good. I was excited for it to come out. Yeah, definitely. And there were like little clips of him in different settings, like along with the different themes of the different songs. Um, do you remember what you looked forward to the most after the clips? So I do have a little bit of a note. I've put, yes or no, seems cool. Doesn't really sound like JK. Please don't change. Fave so far. I love the sound. And then shot glass. I put yes, yes, yes. And then underneath I put excited. Oh, yeah. nice. So yeah, you were excited for quite a lot of songs. I think I thought yes or no sounded the best, as well as potentially hate you. I like the sound of two sad dads I've written. Hmm. Yeah. I like the vocal on hate you. Yeah. And then yes or no felt easy. Mm -hmm. Our lovely Instagram followers, I also put the whole video up on there and asked people what they were looking forward to the most we had to do two separate polls because of instagram's limit to the amount of answers to a poll you can have so our listeners also said that they were looking forward to yes or no the most of the more upbeat songs and hate you the most of the sad songs mm. Mm -hmm. on the tuesday we got confirmation that he was going to to a second appearance on such ta, mm. which obviously I was happy about. Warned my Yungi deprived heart, I've written. And then on the Wednesday before the album came out at 3 p.m. UK time, aka Midnight KST, we got a very exciting teaser for the Standing Next to You MV. Mm -hmm. It looked quite concepty, I've written, because mm. he was wearing wings and mm. going through tunnels and the there was a girl mm. and everyone was like they're gonna kiss which i didn't think that they would but <laughs> that's what everyone thought because there was this like close-up of them together but yeah i've written this is definitely the most excited i've been for the album because i thought the mv was gonna be reminiscing maybe about like bts eras which it, it might be i've just not looked into it and then the day before the album came out, we got promo schedule number three. It confirmed that he was going to be doing iHeartRadio live appearances and be on on Fallon and the Today Show and M Countdown and also confirmed something called Odyssey Live, mm. which I didn't know what it was, but it's just a, a live performance essentially. So then there were quite a lot of these like Jimmy Fallon announcement videos. So I think we'll just go over the Jimmy Fallon stuff actually because the album's pretty much out at this stage. Mm. So they had a little announcement video where he sings the days of the week <laughs> from seven like Jimmy does while he's sort of looking at the calendar. He's going like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then JK appears on the sixth. And uh, when they zoom in 
the only dates you can see are the 6th and the 13th, which I thought was uh, interesting, although mm. maybe unintentional. It's just a quirk of those days being a week apart. But um, <laughs> it was interesting. And then, yeah, when he went on Jimmy Fallon, they had a, a cute little chat, talked about why he's uh, scared, scared of microwaves. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, still scared of microwaves, he said, but he sort of blamed it on when he was little, he was scared that they'd blow up. And then he was like, now I'm still scared. <laughs> um, and then he Jimmy named cute. a lot of BTS and individual achievements, like Seven being the fastest song to reach a million streams on Spotify. Uh, and Jungkook said that he went into his solo work confident, but that the response from Seven had been... Um, more than he'd sort of expected and that he was proud of the army for supporting his song. He asked him about the title of Golden, how he came how he came from Golden Makne mm. and JK said that RM coined that nickname he for him. Did. Oh, oh, oh. And when he thought about the album, it was the only title that he envisioned, he said. And he talked about how he played the album for the members, but they didn't have any feedback. They just said it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jimmy asked him about sleeping on his Weavers Live. And Jackie said he thought his fans quite liked it because it was quite unusual, but he thought it was a bit embarrassing. Jimmy asked if he intentionally made one sad half and one happy half of the album. But he said he just wanted to make it about love as it's universally relatable. Then he taught Jimmy some of the choreo from Standing Next to You, which was easy, but ended in quite an aggressive crotch grab. So mm. that was interesting. <laughs> Even Jimmy was embarrassed. Yeah, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then in the end, he did. And then he performed Standing Next to You. He wore this diamond pinstripe suit and a t-shirt. I thought he looked quite good. Mm. Um, the choreo was good, I've written. And then there was a very short and silly sketch where Jimmy walks into what looks like JK's dressing room stands next to him and is like I'm standing next to you and then JK says stay golden and Jimmy becomes like a gold statue like an Oscar statue yeah it's not that funny but it was there so there you go now you don't have to watch that I think that was all that happened around Jimmy Fallon on the 6th but sort of talked about it first because the teasers came out first but yeah by the time it was over we already had the album so yeah I think let's talk about what we did on release day do you want to tell us what how you listened first Natasha did you wake up put it on wake up watch the MV um I waked up and put it on I don't think I had uni that early that day so just listening I think I listened to it once through and then just put like the few that I liked on and then maybe went for it again but I don't think I watched the music video for a few days after, because I saw the little clips of the girl. I just, oh, I don't want to, it's too sad. My little boy's grown up. Yeah. No. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I thought that, like, some of them were a little bit fillery, but there were a few that kind of stood out, which is the ones that I thought from the teaser, anyway. Yeah, we'll get on to our best song picks. So, 
I think for me, like, we were going to a concert that day and I felt quite unprepared for that concert. So I think I think I was still listening to music for the concert mainly on that like that exact day on the third. But I did listen through it and then I watched the MV a bit later in the day because I was I don't know, I was doing something in the morning but I can't remember exactly what it was. It was uh, a nice thing to listen to. It was sort of a a thing of, right, I've listened to it once. I now know this album. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to keep going back to it to sort of know how I felt or learn the lyrics or everything like that because I think all the songs have very good sing-along ability. <laughs> I sort of felt like, right, okay, for today, I know what this is about. And then obviously came back to it. What about you, Liam? I think I was awake. Oh. I was awake around, I was definitely around first, standing next to you and saw some of the stuff on Twitter and some of the clips. Mm. So I remember watching the MV and being like, oh, wow, this is so amazing. I wasn't jealous of the girl, but then I saw some of the thematics. I liked the performance elements. I liked the video. Mm. And then I'd listened through and sort of, I think what I got, because I'd been a little bit, I'd liked Seven, though was a bit shocked by Seven. Yeah, really I'd nice. not loved 3D. Yeah. I'd found 3D a bit, a bit jarring on some of the Jack Harlow bits, some of the messages, but also some of the vocals were a bit jarring for me, like the whole, <laughs> all this over auto-tuned. Um, I think it is auto the He said that on the guitar. How does he even hit that register that high? Sounds like that. But it's mental. I know what you mean. It does sound like he's been altered. Whereas I think when I listened through Golden One, I felt oh, these vocals are actually amazing. The softer ones, the Shot Glass Full of Tears, the Hit You, those ones really sort of stood out because they brought me back to an appreciation of how talented he is as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'd felt like in the pre-tracks that I'd sort of been lost amongst all the popping once I'd listened to it the first time for I was a bit like no actually this is nice and I'd spent like a whole bit of time soul searching about whether I should like it whether I shouldn't like it what does it mean to be good army or what we do for a lot of the other members that I felt like we weren't doing for Jungkook because it was a full English album so I felt a bit disconnected from the fandom in that everyone seemed to be enjoying it whereas I was a bit like oh okay it's not what I expected but I quite like it but then I liked it straight off nice it did I don't know if it if I kept liking it but I remember the first listen through being like if this is what he wants to do then I will support him yeah of course but if it's uh, him being a extension of Scooter Braun and him being used to create something that's not authentically him or not within his range that doesn't make any sense if he's not connected to that message of that music how am I expected to connect to it because of the way that we connect to western artists who write their own stuff and we connected to BTS because they write their own stuff even though it's k-pop so it's sort of you're attached to it because of the way that they broke the mold Mm. and now you've got someone that's just sort of going against a lot of 
that value base that you've built up as to why you like something. Hmm. Um, I think that's how I feel about it too. I think I was going to get onto this when we do our award section, but yeah, I think when Seven came out, we were obviously quite like, uh, it just feels like it's been used as this corporate chart machine tool thing. I think it's become clear, at least I think so. Uh, you never know where sort of motivation's coming from, I guess, but it has become clear. And a lot of people made the point at the time as well that he is a bit of a pop boy, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like he likes your Justin Bieber's and your Ariana Grande's. That's sort of the music that he often says that he listens to. So I don't think this is out of the spectrum of what you might want to do. I think maybe it's aligned with some label execs ambitions for making money whilst BTS are away, which, you know, you can say what you want about that. But as long as it's what he wants to do as well, then I guess to me, that's like a a bit secondary because they're going to make money off BTS anyway. Well, it's sort and of then... it's that capitalizing on the army relationship, right? In a way mm. that isn't authentic. But you're right, he's a pop boy, so yeah, he does like it. I read a review that was like, "This is not anything extraordinary," but like he could have released a cover of Cotton Eye Joe and it would have gone number one. Like it's not, <laughs> you don't need to be groundbreaking to be successful if you're John Dunkirk. So I think maybe that's the success that comes from the sort of BTS army relationship, especially with someone like Dunkirk because he's so popular, is like a little bit like a a free reign sort of clean slate. Like he could have done anything and it would have been too hugely successful. So I think it's okay to be honest about like this is not my favorite, this is my favorite, like that sort of thing. I don't think you need to like universally just love everything that they put out because then that wouldn't be authentic either. But you can still be happy for them and sort of contribute to, to the success. Like that's another thing. So yeah, that's sort of how I feel about it. But let's revert when we do awards because I think we'll need to talk about our feelings around the album at that stage. Before then, however, we'll talk about the, the rest of the content. There isn't really that much. Give didn't really do loads of like appearances on the like fan meetings or little like game show type things that Jimin and V did. But um, he did do some interviews with Spotify. The first one was called Ramen Porridge Recipe. And he essentially was in their studios. He wore this massive leather jacket. It looked too big for him, not going to lie. It sort of bunched up around the shoulders. But his hair looked good. And they prepared a golden set for him and some golden-themed tasks. So first he got some golden food, including dalgana, which we know from Squid Games, which Mm. is that sugar paste stuff that you have to get the little um, figure out of. He managed to get the heart out, though. Well done. If he was in Squid Squid Games, he'd still be alive, so that's good. (laughs) He'd win. He would win, yeah, that's true. And then they gave him some gilded eggs and he said they should have put the gold inside the shell so that he could have eaten it. Ooh. But the gold was on the outside of the shell. I'm not sure how they would have done that, but anyway. Um, then he had some golden fried chicken. He said he normally just eats wings and drumsticks because he prefers the dark meat. Mm, but the this was with the white meat, but he still ate quite a lot of it. Mm. 
and then he had honey water which looked like a kind of goldenish color and something called yangeng which apparently is this red bean jelly that they'd made into bars with this golden wrapping and he really mm. liked that oh yeah and he said he was tired after the schedule for the last few days so he appreciated the sort of relaxed nature of the shoot he gave his ramen porridge recipe. So he basically said that you take a pack of ramen, break it up, add it to the water with the spice packs, add some hot sauce if you like, spicy, and then seaweed flakes. And while boiling, add konjac rice, which I didn't know what that was. Turns out it's like a no carb, really low calorie rice. When the rice is cooked, you add a spoonful of perilla oil. Mm -hmm. And they all laughed when he said that, but I don't know why. <laughs> if anyone does, please do write in. Is it because it's not very tasty? I don't know. He do, He was just like, oh, and then I must have my Perilla oil. And everyone was like, ah, oh, so funny. But <laughs> I don't know what was funny about it. Whenever he does the Spotify stuff, they always love him. Yeah. And then he said to add some pepper. And then he said, it's delicious. And it sounds all right. I actually did make, try and make it, but I didn't have the Konjac rice or the Perilla oil. So I didn't think it was that nice. But I think because I used like brown rice I think maybe the konjac rice boils a lot quicker because the ramen is sort of already boiled by the time you're meant to put the rice in the rice just sort of ended up quite overboiled and not not the rice the noodles were like quite like soggy and the texture was weird but yeah if you want to try that maybe get some konjac rice and then he listened to some music on spotify the first song he picked was new jeans ditto and he said it came out while he was snowboarding with V and his friends and like V's friends. So they listened to it after they snowboarded and then V and his friends all went home. But he wanted to stay an extra day. So he did. And whilst looking at the snow, he listened to Ditto about 30 times, he said. <laughs> and felt emotional. Oh. And then when asked to recommend his favorite song at the moment, he said Ditto. <laughs> so yeah, loves that one. He was rapping to Ditto. Yeah. And then he recommended Hate You and Too Sad to Dance for relaxing or healing time, although the lyrics are sad, he said. He knows most of the songs on the K-pop on playlist, and his favorite is 3D. 3D, 3D. Yeah. And then he asked, answered some questions from ARMY. And he said the golden time of his life is right now. Oh. And he wants to go on a trip with the members. Mm. They all want that. Yeah, they want to go see the Northern Lights. Make it happen high, but written. Mm. <laughs> he needs... Music most when he's drinking at home. He talked about how he turns on the mood, his mood lighting, puts on a Spotify playlist, and makes himself a highball. And he lives for the joy of drinking whilst listening to music, he said. So yeah, he talked about having worked hard on the album and he hopes we'll like it. There was then like a surprise twist because the next thing that he did was a payback challenge where they sort of, at the end of this healing session that he'd had in the first Spotify clip. That's what they called it, the healing session. They surprised him with a bill for the healing services and to earn the coins to pay back what he'd spent on the healing services. Mm. He had to do like a Wild West themed obstacle course. I watched this. And the first coins came from this lie detector test where they found it to be true that he had enjoyed the healing that he did with Spotify. He said he currently likes standing next to you more than seven because he's promoting it then they found it to be a lie when he said missing the members leaves a void of sadness in him and they were like that's a lie <laughs> he was Can't. like apologies apologies my members but then he said he does miss them and he tried to be 
humble about predicting that standing next to you will be a hit, but they said that that was a lie as well. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, oh, I'm not sure, but they were like, yeah, that's a lie. Um, They gave him this, like, toy zebra to ride around. Mm, It was quite cute. Yeah, he named it. It was called John Nat. And then he had to smash some ice balls and then find some gold coins. But in the ones that didn't have gold coins, there were um, questions. He said his favorite BTS song is Magic Shaw. And then they made him a box golden balls away mm-hmm. with golden gloves. And then there was an obstacle course where he had to like shoot some targets. He found that really difficult. And they had to let him move closer and reduce the amount of targets that he had to shoot down so that he could do it. And he had to jump rope on an acupuncture mat, which sounded quite painful. Mm. And then go through some like ropes but instead of going through them like maneuvering his body through them he just jumped over them (laughs) yeah and everyone was like amazed he did this big like somersault over the highest one it was very strange so yeah that was cool they went wild yeah yeah and then there was like a bit of a behind the scenes clip where he decorated a golden bunny Mm. for army very Um, cute yeah so yeah good job spotify putting out some good content that we can make into reels and stuff (laughs) so it's nice and then on the 9th there was a surprise live concert from Times square that we didn't know about but loads of people did (laughs) well it was on the schedule so and he was in new york at the time i think there was also like a big screen up in Times square that was like surprise happening whatever so Times square was full of people yeah, so I watched it on YouTube. He performed quite high up. The stage was quite high up in one of their like really tall buildings over there. He performed Standing Next to You, Yes or No, 3D, Please Don't Change, and Seven on this little stage quite high up over the armies that stood below him. Um, he had some really massive dancers I've written. Like, a lot of the dancers were, like, way bigger than him. <laughs> But then there was one like little tiny one who was like a lot shorter than him. So that was funny. <laughs> there was then a really long interview with Apple Music. It was done by renowned New Zealand radio DJ Zane Lowe, who traveled to Seoul to interview mm. him. Very cool from Zane Lowe. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So they had like a conversation in the Hybe building and they walked around a bit like in the little garden outside. And he talked about not having been really into music as a child, but said with the most beautiful moment in life era was when he became more interested in music. (laughs) I was just like in this band for like three or four years. Like it was fine. I wasn't like that keen. Like it was nice, but I thought maybe I'd still be like a gamer or maybe go into sports. But then we had a couple of good like songs and I was like, "Mm, maybe this is cool. Um, Standard JK. (laughs) Yeah, so he became more interested in music and then looked for cool and interesting music so that he could make similar songs, is what he said. He was asked whether it was the first time he didn't feel like the youngest, as in like in doing solo stuff. He's not the youngest like of a group or anything. And he said he'll always be the maknae, but he doesn't mind being called it because it came with some privileges when he first joined the band, he said. The older members were like taking care of him and stuff. And then about the first few years of BTS, he said that they think he thinks that they weren't that cool. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he wasn't the, into hip hop. Yeah. Well, no. He at the time he thought they were cool, but now he doesn't think they're cool. <laughs> so he said at the time the Hyungs seemed so cool, 
but now he can't watch the footage. But he said he wonders if BTS would have been where they are now if they didn't go through that time. His work with BTS inspired him both in terms of working with music and in terms of helping him develop from a very quiet and shy kid. And he felt more pressure for too much than for any of Golden because Mm -hmm. it wasn't his and he didn't want to mess up someone else's song. Yeah, conscientious little guy. And then about choosing to do a song with explicit lyrics, Saint Lo was like, how did that come about? Like, did you have to run it by anyone? Like, what made you choose to to do explicit seven, essentially? And he said he mainly just looked for songs with the love theme. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't ask anyone. No. When I think about love, I think about fucking every day yeah you know that's what i wanted to express this is what it's it is so then. relatable um <laughs> but he thought as a young artist this would be the time to sing lyrics like that and mm. that he needed to change up his image a bit that's what he said he said he was worried about the lyrics but really stressed that none of these songs are my personal stories which <laughs> you know we knew that but so he doesn't like fucking every day wow is that what we can take from it or i don't know i think he didn't say that in so many words but he said it's not about him and his favorite song on golden is standing next to you he said he could visualize the grandeur of the mv and performance when he first heard the song Mm -hmm. and he asked us to listen to it on loudspeakers not on our phones or headphones which i haven't (laughs) done but i have watched the i have watched the mv stick it on the boombox and he thinks ARMY will like hate you the most. Mm-hmm. He said with ARMY and BTS, he doesn't know who's following whom, like who's the driving <laughs> force. That's what he said. But he said he wants to have an authentic and honest relationship, like with a close friend you can talk about anything with. He talked about hating feeling stuck in one place, one moment or one memory. So he sort of always focuses on just living in the present. And then he said that he's most proud of having accomplished everything together, but mainly just focuses on what he's doing that day. <laughs> he is a very present boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, a very in-the-moment boy. I think they asked him, like, what are you most proud of? And he was like, well, I'm proud of everything I've accomplished, but mainly I just focus on what I'm doing today. Yeah. And then he also focuses on putting ARMY first. No. Oh. Because we're what allows him to do what he enjoys. There's also the Odyssey performances, but as normal, I don't think we'll like talk through all the performances because it's just not that fun to listen to. You can go watch it if you want to. He then went on Such a Cha again. Uh, Yungi said his first episode was the first one to get over 10 million views. Mm. Got 13. JK said he came back because of the yummy food and drinks and that he'd failed his diet. And Yungi was like, your cheeks look chubbier, but they're cute. He says, said he should still be doing intermittent intermittent fasting, but he hasn't because it's too hard. Mm. And they both said they're starting their diets tomorrow. But JK was like, oh, but my MV shoot is actually the day after <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> so there's not that much time to die, actually. <laughs> then they talked a bit about the album and that he recorded it quickly. Then Tay came by because he'd been working out at Hybe and he heard that JK was filming such talk. So he stopped by to watch for a bit, but they invited him to join and eat. And then Tay and Yungi were both amazed to hear that Golden has 11 songs. Tay said he thought that that was enough to tour, but JK said he's just doing a showcase. And again, Tay was shocked. He was like, wow, you're doing a showcase. <laughs> we had this chat before. That's yeah. like, how do they not know each of his schedules? <laughs> yeah, he, he had no idea. Apparently it was meant to be a mini album, but JK found too many songs that he liked. 
Mm. He said standing next to you came because he was recording Seven with Andrew Watt and he had asked, Andrew Watt had asked him to listen to a couple of his other songs and standing next to you was one of them. He purposefully arranged them with the upbeat songs at the front and then the sad, sad songs at the back. He said, they both said, as in JK and Yungi both said, no, JK and V said, that the member they respect most at the moment is Yungi, and they talked quite a lot about how excited they were to come back together and conquer the world, mm. quote unquote. And then they talked about the travel show uh, that JK and Jimin filmed while camping in the US. <laughs> and Yungi was like, "Yeah, Jimin t- called me out of the blue once and was like, I 'I'm going to America to drink with JK.'" <laughs> <laughs> And then they called him from the campsite as well, which was nice. And then at the end, Tay pretended to leave, but he was actually getting JK a birthday cake. So his birthday was the 1st of September. So obviously that tells you something about when they recorded it. Do you talk about be looking flawless? Um, He said, oh, should I get makeup done? Oh, no, I'll be fine. But then Angel. Yeah, he just rocked up after working out and was like, oh, maybe I should get some makeup done. They were all like, no, no, you look handsome anyway. And he did. The most handsome. Yeah. At that table. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they talked about JK's birthday. He said you and sent him a lovely message saying you ho- hope to be happy that day. Yungi said he really enjoyed their conversation this time because they could talk more about music, <laughs> his favorite topic. And last time they had to do like karaoke and stuff because there was only one song to talk about. And he said he was proud of having called the number one on Billboard. So yeah, it's such a child. That was good. Enjoyed it. And then on the 14th before his live performance, he asked us to fill out a Google form with some uh, quite leading questions. It was a bit strange. I've written we we did it and we're going to share our answers. So I hope you guys didn't put anything inappropriate. I didn't do it. Okay. Uh, I did it anyway. Um, did you do it, Tash? Yeah, so Natasha and I did fill out the questions. So the first question was, if we were to have a meal together, what food would you like to eat? What did you put for that, Natasha? I put Korean barbecue. Nice. I put Korean food, maybe like food de jigger, because it's good to share, and it's called army stew in English. And a winky. I think it was just a smiley. Float with her boy. <laughs> it was just a smiley. And then the next question was, if you could spend just one day with me, what would you like to do? Put chill out and eat good food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I put bungee jump because I think you'd be really good to do that with, as in JK would be good to do that with because he never seems nervous. And then the next question was, what's the first word that comes to mind or the word that best describes me when you see me? What did you put? Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was a very, like, fish for compliments. If he was feeling bad about himself, all he needed to do was to ask Army about those questions. Uh, I put, I couldn't stick to one word, but I put perfect combination of sexy and cute. And then I also put multi-talented. <laughs> yeah. And then there was, what's the last thing I said in the group chat with the members? Which I don't know how he expected us to know that. But I was a bit like, oh, is this like a secret thing that he's actually told us what he said? Or is it like a what we think he would have said? So I went with the, the latter. But what did you say for that? 
Has anyone seen my lip ring? Oh. <laughs> That's <is> funny. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> I said, I remember that they said that he often just leaves them on red or forgets to reply. So I said, it's a trick question. You didn't say anything. <laughs> it's also fair. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, what is my part of body that I like? That was how the question was phrased. What is my part of body that I like? Which I interpreted as my favorite part of my own body. I said, your eyes. What did you say? Like what thighs? <laughs> eyes Similar. and thighs. Yeah. <laughs> Surely but... is abs. Mm. Surely. Surely. Yeah. Maybe abs as well. The last question was, if all armies in the audience close their eyes for a moment what would I do and that's when I put reveal your abs and then I put we could watch it later on YouTube after if the concert was being filmed because like we could all shut our eyes we could do it and then we could go home rewatch it and be like wow abs cool yeah that's what I thought but yeah what, what did you put I put blow them a kiss Aww. Uh, nice so we both kept it fairly PG which is good I'm sure some people didn't. There were a lot of opportunities to not be PG in that, but we, we refrained. And then there was Golden Live on stage. And that's the last bit of content that we're going to discuss. It was on at 11 a.m. UK time, so I watched it from my bed. But yeah, it was good. He performed all the songs from the album, as well as Magic Shop and Still With You for the encore. Arm was there. He <laughs> said he had to be there because he gave JK his nickname and all the other members had shoots, he said. And then... And he gave a really good little speech telling him that he did a great job, that it was really cool. Yeah. He was it, like, you're so cool, JK. It took them ages to get him a mic, though, because mm. JK was like, it was in the section that he was like talking to the audience and then he was like, all right, I'm here. Let's get him a mic. And I was like, no, no, like I'm in the middle of this row. Like, it's fine. And then they was like, no, no, no. And like get him a mic and then it looked like they weren't going to do it and then they did do it, but it took like five minutes i'd say why do you just don't have a mic ready he's obviously there yeah these um. people <laughs> and he said that he'd send him flowers mm. he sent me massive flowers there's a picture of them later mm-hmm. he was very charming as always he seemed very relaxed i put he said he'd been nervous but because it was his first full like solo concert but when he sat down to do the questions, he sort of took his in-ear monitors out and then just chatted with the armies in attendance. And that was nice. And one of the answers for if you could spend a day with me was bungee jumping. Which is what I put. Oh, so you obviously read yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like bungee jumping and skydiving was one answer. So I'm, I don't know whether it was like loads of people said bungee jumping or skydiving or like one person said bungee jumping and skydiving. But yeah, it was on there anyway. So yeah, I felt felt proud of that. And then there was a Golden Closet film from Budapest. And that was a highlight of that. Mm. I've written, I don't know why they're always working out with their tops off. Like no one does that here. No one does that here. No, it's very, it would be very strange. If I went to the gym and there were gym bros there with their tops off, I'd be like, oh, yeah, gag. exactly. Like, why are you showing off? Shirt, Get some yeah. self-respect, like cover it up. Obviously, if it was RM, it's a different story. Different story, yeah. I guess they're just working out with other boys or on their own. Yeah, there was a shot of him, like, running on a treadmill with his top (sighs) off and then, like, getting out of the shower. 
you're doing the memes, right? They've put him everywhere doing this little running meme. Hilarious. Yeah, and Natasha was just mimicking running on a treadmill. So, yeah, you can watch JK treadmill pass Usain Bolt and like all sorts. <laughs> treadmill pass a plane. Yeah. <laughs> if you go on TikTok, uh, it's there. And he's liked one of them, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, after he liked one, now there's like hundreds of them, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was good, I think. Uh, all the songs sort of came across well. Obviously, he's got choreo for most of the upbeat ones. Mm. And uh, yeah. All right. I think it's time for awards then. So, drum roll, please. We still don't have a jingle for the awards. I think we've resorted to this being the jingle now. I'm not going to get another jingle guy. <laughs> So obviously the solo album award sections are slightly different than the normal ones. We have a few different questions. The first one being, what do we think about the album overall? So I think we've obviously sort of touched on that slightly already, but Natasha, why don't you go first if you want to? Um, I liked it disappointed about the Englishness and knowing that it was JK's pick it's better but I feel like some of the the songs on it just feel like filler some of them are just like meh generic and then I did go for a phase of like I liked it for about a week and then for a week after I was like oh this is not him like I'm trying to sing to this song while walking home it rain and it's like this is not this guy feeling these emotions. I'm singing a song that some random guy's singing that I guess he just puts emotion into his voice and that's it. And then I'm just like, oh, let me listen to some Indigo. Let me listen to some. I actually listen to Jack in the Box. <gasps> Look at those albums coming back and biting you in the ass. Those legendary albums. Yeah. <laughs> and then I listened to Face again. Did get a lot more into layover but then I kind of came back way coming up to the quiz I was like oh I'll, I'll listen again but it's definitely like I will put it on and if it comes then I'll leave it on but I'm not fully going for it as much I think also November's been a very busy month yeah <laughs> for k-pop it really has we've had so many new albums like every other group random people just dropping stuff and I've recently got into Troy Sivan. Oh, he's Troy good. Sivan, he has the yeah. JK vibe, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I really liked his first album. I haven't really kept up with his most recent releases. But yeah, he's good. Yeah, so like it. But for the next one, I expect more. Nice. So there's not going to be a seven for Golden for you. Oh, surprised. <laughs> I thought you were going to die on that hill. Yeah, I thought and I so thought you too. were going to die on that hill. Yeah. Do you want to tell us what you think? Yeah, I like it. I think it's back to this conversation I was having with Maria. So for anyone who's not listened back to our old catalogue, Maria's our friend, our army friend in the Philippines that we met in Korea. Yeah, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were having a big discussion about the authenticity and that piece around, does he listen to the song and then like get a translation of the lyrics that explains the meaning of the song? Probably. Or does he just like 
the sound of the song and can pick up a general gist of the song. I think it really hit home for me when he did a, was it Good Morning America performance? Mm -hmm. When he did the Good Morning America performance, there's a girl in the, the TV presenters trying to tell him that the girl in the crowd it's her birthday and oh, she's yeah. been an army for a little while and he's like looking and looking and looking and looking and then there's an army stood near him who translates it's her birthday into korean mm. and then all of a sudden he goes oh happy birthday and i was like oh your english is so poor my guy which is fine obviously i don't expect him to have brilliant english but like to not have brilliant english and then be repping these songs and then meant to be showing a certain level of emotion and a certain level of connection I'm like where is this understanding and where is this connection and how does that work I think he'd had a set amount of things that he wanted to achieve with the album he wanted to perform he's a fucking phenomenal performer you know it's only him and Jimin have done big choreo and JK's done big choreo over and over and over and over again like so that's amazing love that love that for him I think as an album on its own don't love listening to it watching the performances all day long i would prefer the performances when he's there to listening to the album on spotify but overall fine yeah could have been better yeah i think sort of along similar lines by the way before i forget to say i'm sorry we didn't talk about that uh, performance that he did for think it, it, might, it was the today show or good morning america but yeah i forgot to put the link in the notes so i'll uh, find the link and stick it in the doc if anyone's not seen it although it was heavily um shared but yeah i think i've written i think at this point it might be clear that it's not my favorite album ever but that doesn't mean it's all bad like I like the vocals and the production they're obviously top tier but then like and I think he talked about a bit on Tisha he talked about how he sort of tried to put in this like breathy emotion for the like slower songs which I think you can hear if you listen for it and then how his voice like despite not being autotune just sounds perfect (laughs) so that's obviously nice but the thing is like I don't think that was unexpected, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't like, wow, this is an amazing vocal performance, because I was like, it's JK, there's always going to be an amazing vocal performance. So I think despite being amazing, it's some one of those things where someone is so good that you sort of start taking it for granted a bit. I think it's a perfectly nice collection of songs, but he hasn't exactly, like, reinvented the wheel or come up with anything new here. And I think... It's that's kind of fine, but personally, I'd sort of like it more if it was slightly more interesting, maybe, and not so generic, generic Western poppy. Yeah, I'd just be thinking about this if you compare him to other male Western artists, he is still 100% a cut above from a performance perspective. Mm. There's very few artists out there who are taking songs that are written for them and then producing them to this level. Like, I can't think off the top of my head. You'd have of, to look at, like, Rihanna and stuff like that. But uh, I can't think of any male ones. I can't think of yeah. any male dance performer. Usher, maybe? 
maybe your shirt, but yeah, but the choreo is nowhere near. Choreo doesn't even touch. So I think if you put him into that category, he's above. It's just this inability to write. Mm. Yeah. No, I think it's not... I was about to say, I don't think for me, it's not even really that he's not written it. I think if he'd put out this album and he had written all the songs, I'd probably be like more impressed. But I don't think I'd listen to it way more, if that makes sense. From like looking at music that I currently listen to, I do listen to plenty of songs where the artist hasn't written it and where the songs are like fairly vapid and don't have like a massive amount of deep philosophical meaning like the ones that we find in in BTS music a lot of the time. But I love a lot of those songs. So like I think for me that's not a deal breaker. It's just that it's not particularly inventive and I think when when we first started getting the concept photos, at least for Seven, and we were like, oh, this is going to be big. This is going to be something really cool. I thought it would be maybe cooler. Yeah, it's just more like daring, maybe. Yeah, it's partly that. Partly that I was expecting maybe more like something a bit more eye-catching or like ear-catching, I guess. Partly that it's just not my personal favorite genre. Partly that I just don't feel like I need to listen to it loads because it doesn't tell me anything about him and like what he's gone through, like Natasha alluded to. And it's not like it won't be successful. I think there's plenty of people that like it. So, so yeah, it's not, I don't think it's anything else than my personal preference. Mm. But I did write that I also find it mildly annoying that everyone who's like your bts why do you like those like boy band people they don't have any like substance to them and i'm not saying that they should necessarily create any sort of output with the intention of appeasing those people but if they hear anything that's bts it'll be this and i guess i just worry that sort of non-armies that don't seek out his performances and whatever will hear like one of these songs on the radio and be like what is this bts fuss about because like this is it's the same as your Biebers or your Justin Timberlakes or Sean Mendes or yeah whoever it would have been more like impressive as a fan and fun to watch if he'd like made waves with something that was a bit different hmm. but... we wouldn't have been entering on Golden no neither of us no exactly the, and I think... my mom would die on the Golden Hill <laughs> to be calling us up and being like why don't you like Golden <laughs> yeah well I like I said it's obviously massively successful loads of people like it all that success is uh, great and uh, I want him to have that so, but it's just like I don't necessarily feel like I need to go out of my way to make myself like it because there's enough enough people that do but it does have mad sing-along ability though mm. <laughs> so because like I said I've not listened to it loads but I can sing along to all the songs easy. so yeah really easy that's good so yeah Moving on, what do we think about the lead single picks? Do you want to go first on that, Natasha? Uh, yes. When I first heard it in the teaser, I thought it was a bit of a filler song. Standing next to you? Yes. Hmm. I was just like, mm, it's okay, it's nothing great. But then hearing how much he loves it and it's like yes I chose it and so like that I'm like mm. are we doing where we swap it out 
Yeah, you can say that as well. Um, Isn't it all three lead tracks though, right? Seven, 3D and Standing Next to You. Yeah. Those are your picks. Opinions on all three, you can. I, I like Seven. It's okay. 3D, get in the bin. Especially the Dung and JT on the mic. Like... <laughs> Yeah. The, the new Justin Timberlake remix. Get, get dead. <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but yeah, Justin Timberlake remix of 3D came out a couple of days ago, and it. I think it's good. I think it's better than the original. Just the Jung and JT on the mic. What the fuck? I'm sorry, but what <laughs> were you that's thinking? Not his that's name. not his name. No, it's not just, even his name a bit. But I, I think it just reeks of the like. Um, he's recorded this. We can't like tell just. And Timberlake off for like singing the wrong thing, but like they 100% should have been like, excuse me, but sorry, that's not his name. Like, they just need more like armies around in yeah. whatever Scooter Braun's shit like bag a... of high biz that's like Jack Harlow vs. Bin, Seven Stalking Concept video, Bin, JT and Jung on the mic, Bin. Like, they just need better yeah. people reviewing this stuff it's such like a choice there's so many people that want to yeah. like fucking sign us up we're available it's just a glaringly bad choice yeah it was very that, that so many people have heard An unforced error as I yeah like to say. yeah it's gone through so many years yeah of, of no one being like yeah but jung's not his name <laughs> and he actually is that calling you just like i guess just yeah, yeah. hi just Hi, just Timberlake. Justin Jungkook on the mic. Yeah, it's not yeah. like it's even his nickname. Like it's yeah. And like I it understand just be, how you can yeah. make the mistake if you don't know how Korean names work, but it's just like if you do, then it's just so obvious. Like it's not his name. It it just feeds into such. Maybe I'm going off on one here, but like it feeds into white privilege as well. Like actually, you don't need to pronounce his name correctly. Like mm. it's fine for you as a white Western artist to not pronounce his name correctly on his song. Ridiculous! Like you shouldn't be allowed to get away with that. Yeah. Like, educate yourself, Justin Timberlake. Mm. Yeah. It's like similar, not really related, but and Hyper were on a American morning TV show, and the girl was like, "This is Emperor <laughs> with Sweet Venom," and then she says to Jay, "Your English is amazing." He's like, "I'm from America," but his mic's turned off for some reason. <sighs> Like, and then they have to, like, when it actually gets showed on TV, she does, like, a voiceover being, like, this is in hyphen. And it's, like, you fucked up, lords. Like, you pronounced their names wrong. You pronounced the group name wrong. And then you, as an Asian lady, said, your English is amazing. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know how they can't tell when people are clearly American. <laughs> but, like, it happened to like, Johnny from NCT as well. They're, like... Oh, your English is so good. And he's like, I'm from Chicago. Oh, great. <laughs> but like mm. when he came over to, to London to do the one show, we were so oh, yeah. embarrassed on behalf of the BBC for calling him what? Jung? Just young, calling him young. Him. Young. Yeah. Young. We were yeah, so embarrassed. Young. I was like, young. oh my, this is so embarrassing for her. This, so how has it managed to get through onto the track? Oh, it's the also ridge. like just the I, I don't understand the confidence of these like presenters. Like, why would you ever go into an interview with anyone really, but especially with someone who you know so many people care so much about? And I'm like, I'm just not going to research how to say his name. Like, there are a million videos on YouTube of him saying his own name because they say it at the start of every interview ever. But like, like I just don't for the Justin Timberlake thing. Put the producer in there. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, we have to move on. We, have to, um, <laughs> we yeah, could die on uh, this one. Seven, I think keep. 
3D get rid of and I'd replace it with yes or no or please don't change and replace standing next to you also with that but then if I wanted to do like a this is a bop this is a good song decent message if I want to do a sad one I'd maybe do like hate you so I'll change it to keep seven yes or no and then hate you nice nice okay yeah I think along the same lines really I think seven was definitely a right choice because obviously it was a massive hit and the explicit lyrics whilst controversial maybe in some circles I think that they did make waves Mm. so it was like a a big strong debut for him as a soloist I personally I think 3D might have been a bit of a misstep but I can see why they chose it because it's the only other song with a big feature mm-hmm. and there's probably like in the Scooter Browns of this world's label exec heads there's probably a bit of like a oh there's this young guy there's another young guy let's put them together so mm-hmm. that their fans can like see the Each other other's. one yeah so whilst I don't think that Jungkook and Jack Harlow are that similar I can understand how they would be like yeah yeah this makes sense We'll cover off the controversy around Jack Carlo's lyrics when we do a full album deep dive because I don't have time for it right now. But um, I agree. I probably would have replaced it with Yes or No. It's a like easy, straight shooting radio hit. Sounds like a Sheeran written by a Sheeran. Like, Everyone loves yeah, a Sheeran. People fucking love a Sheeran, exactly. And so like, why not? Why wouldn't you? If you're going to go down this route, like, go for an easy win. Maybe stick a feature on that one instead. And then I think Standing Next to You probably because it's quite different, I'd say, from the rest of the album. I think I'd probably keep that. It's not like my favorite song ever, but like it's just quite grandiose. You can see he said he sort of could envision the big staging and the MV sets and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, I can see that with this big song. So yeah, that's what I would have done. Exactly the same from me. Bin 3D, sticking yes or no. I think yes or no would have charted at number one just like Seven did. I think Standing Next to You's got a place as a performance piece. I don't think a Seven performance or a yes or no performance would have done as well at sort of Fallon and Mm -hmm. in these big performances, big stages. Exactly the same. Yeah, he can do his big, like... Turns out we all hate 3D. MJ moment of spins and flicks and stuff with that Standing Next to You, so yeah. But yeah, 3D, (laughs) go away. Um, Okay, moving swiftly on. Is it what we expected compared to previous solos? Do you want to start again, Natasha? I'd say it's like 50-50, where it's like, if we're talking before Seven came out, it's kind of not really what I expected, because I'd expect at least P-Dog to be somewhere, you know? P-Dizzle? Um, yeah. <laughs> but then once I got that, I was like, yeah, it didn't like hurt as much to be like these are okay songs um yeah mm-hmm. I think similar obviously like if you'd asked me 2022 festival dinner was JK gonna put out I don't think I would have been like all English album full of pop songs and one about fucking every day but like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a reach at the time <laughs> I mean, like, not our magic shop boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to just put a whole album about how much he loves ARMY. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think comparing it to, like, Still With You and My You, like, that doesn't feel that necessary because it's just not the same thing. But, yeah, based on those songs, no, I wasn't expecting this. But 
I think as soon as we got seven, they sort of started hinting that the album might be all English. Then I was hoping for something a bit more maybe inventive and cool. But I think after 3D, I was like, okay, no, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's going to be. You're not getting that. It'll be fine. So, yeah. Yeah, I expected better. We had that go listen to us talk about Seven on Dark and Wild, where we had the JK's coming for us all. It's going to be this big intellectual piece and or a piece about how much she loves BTS. And then it was just about fucking every day. Yeah. So since Seven, I think fine. I think Golden does have, similar to what Layover had, in that we'd already let go of the writing credits with Layover. So we knew it was coming, we knew it not written it we knew it'd be a big performance it's not what I sadly with Golden I expected better I think before Seven came out same like I remember I didn't necessarily think it was going to be super intellectual I didn't necessarily think he would have written all of it on his own I thought maybe he'd be involved here and there so yeah next category standout look what do we think about that one I'll go first okay I think it is one of the title shots, mm. the one where he's in the black mesh vest. The concept photo. Yeah, one of the early concept photos. Maybe the first concept photo, and you can see his abs like under the, the vest. The one that's on the album cover. Yeah, when that one. When you listen on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah the green one, whatever yes. the green one's called. I solid. Love solid. It solid. Well, it's a solid look. Yeah. It's <laughs> what I'd say. Yeah, um, apologies if that's wrong, but I think it's solid. Made for a good joke, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my favourite. I think there's a reason that you picked it to go on the Spotify and all of the merch, because it it just gives something a little bit bit extra. Yeah, he worked hard on those abs. I should show them off. I think my favourite was the pinstripe suit that he wore on on Jimmy Fallon. Because I think... I forgot to say, it's like a diamond pinstripe suit. So the pinstripes are all like sparkly. And I think it takes a lot to make that not look tacky. Um, but he didn't look tacky. He just looked, you know, expensive, which I appreciated. But you couldn't see his abs. That is true, yeah. But I think he wore like the suit and just a t-shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. So it was like a fitted look, but he looked great and looked like a performer. Mm. What do you think was your favourite look, Natasha? Um, For me, I would have to say the punk look because I really like the Vogue one that he did and it's very similar coming up in the album and it just looks like so badass, like bite me. Yeah, I like that and one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a new girl that's sort of going viral on Instagram and she's a baby army just finding Jungkook and she did this really cool video that was like, when I first met Jungkook, I thought he was like, hey, baby girl. And now, the more I watch him, I realise he is the baby girl. Mm. <laughs> and she was going off about like, the duality. And I think that's fair. I think in the punk, he's all, hey, baby girl. Yeah. Next category is favourite piece of content. I can go first. I didn't know if this piece of content was in there, mm. but I'm having it. Obviously, it's when he came over to London to do the one show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Not it is. It is. It is. But how it's is that your favourite piece of content? It's Oh, the, the performance. Oh, he did the performance. Oh, uh, the performance. The performance was good, but I was annoyed about the 
policing of the attendees. Yeah, because there um, were some army friends who, there was loads of posts that were like, don't go to the venue. Yeah, if you're not got a ticket, they had like a ticket, ticket lottery, yeah. but obviously we didn't get tickets. If cause... you don't have a ticket, don't go. And then we found out some of our army friends went without a ticket and then got in. So we felt bad for being good at And army. it was in an undisclosed location. And I had a friend who had a friend who got tickets, two tickets, and couldn't go, but you couldn't transfer the tickets. So obviously we knew that there were two spare spaces, but everyone was like, don't go where you're not invited, blah, 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 blah. And then we found out that people who had turned up to the venue got in without having a ticket. So that was really annoying. But it was a really when... cool show. Annie wore the mesh shirt there that had like the sort of drawn on ads. And I thought it was really nice for him to come to London and do the promo. Yeah. It was really nice to hear him on the radio. Yeah, although and they kept saying his name wrong. Kept saying his name wrong. And I liked the backdrop, like, over the, where it's like, looks out onto the Thames, which felt really nice. Mm. And then I thought his interview on the one show was quite cute. Um, but if I can't have that, then it's going to be the Spotify, where he jumps over all of the ropes. Yeah. But yeah, the one show stands out for me. Okay. Well, yeah, I think the, the reason the one show is potentially not eligible is because it was in the seven promotion cycle back in July. It's fine to shout out both. Um... I I wrote my favorite piece of content was obviously such a <laughs> shocker, but because I f- I feel like it's the least like juiced, yeah, or it's the least like oh I'm this interviewer and I don't know anything about BTS and I'll just ask them all the questions that we've heard a million times before. So and obviously it's it's nice to have the members together. Mm-hmm. But I've written that feels like a bit of a cop-out because I always pick such a tart. So I'll go with the concert that he did because I enjoyed watching it. I think despite the, I mean, as in the Golden Showcase one. Um, The one that Aaron went to. Not the one in Times Square, the The one one in Seoul. The one that Aaron went to. Yes. Yeah. I've written because I think despite the songs maybe not being so easy to relate to him and his personal experiences, which we've talked about. I think he had more than enough of his signature Jungkook easy charm in it that you still sort of felt the essence of him in the performance that he put on. So, yeah, it was charming. And also at the gym and in the shower. Oh, yeah, the Golden Mm -hmm. Closet film. That was a highlight as well. (laughs) Highlight for everyone, really. Yeah. And he did Magic Shop. Yeah, he also did Magic Shop. Mm-hmm. Right, Natasha? Hard one. Hard one. I think I'd probably also go for the concert. And especially the memes that you get off the Golden Closet film where he's on the exercise bike <laughs> and he's just like winning, winning like Olympics and flying through the moon. It's so cute. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, it is. Second only to the one of him dancing where you zoom in and zoom in and zoom in and then he's doing the little country dance yeah that's from such time the first time right on to initial skip do we want to keep going in the same yeah. order yeah i think that's easier i'll go um my initial skip is not sort of out of the realm of what i normally skip so i've skipped somebody okay because he's got too much auto-tune and we sort of talked about, I don't know if we talked about this at the top, but like when we talked about it separately, originally we thought it wasn't him, right? We didn't think it was his voice. We thought it was someone else's voice and like a feature. Oh, yeah. But then 
we had to listen to the start of it like four or five times because he'd said like, oh, I wanted to show a range of vocal skills. And when we went back and listened to it, we realised it was him. It is him, yeah. But obviously his voice has been manipulated. So then I like respected it a bit more because it wasn't like a inserted audio, but just in the same way that like change part two has too much autotune, outro to here has too much autotune for me. Mm. Somebody can, I can live without it. So yeah, I think it's somebody for me. As soon as it comes on and I hear that auto tune, it's a it's an easy skip. That's fair. Um, I think it's closer to you. That's my initial skip. I just kind of think it's a bit boring because <laughs> there's like basically no like lyrics in it. It's just closer to you. I'm like, mm, okay, I get it. But yeah, genre wise, is not my favorite. It's the one with Major Laser and it has the like heavy beats, low on lyrics, Ibiza type vibe. So that's what it reminds me of anyway, um, that I just don't really like. It was between that and 3D, but I think, 3D. I think I enjoy singing, you know, like a girl 3D more than I enjoy the whole of Closer To You. So yeah, that was my reasoning. I liked Closer To You when we were at the BTS club night. I don't like it on the album when I'm in the street and stuff. Yeah. But I liked it when we were at the club. They okay. came on at the club and I was like, actually, this is a bit of a, this slaps, but I do like a good rave. I do like a bit of a beat set. Yeah, it's just not my favourite music genre, but I, I don't remember them playing at the club. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Never mind them, moving on. Uh, th- this is the BTS UK Army Unite club night that they put on in Islington for any London listeners. Maybe so, we were at the bar. Maybe. I was there for close to you, though, because I remember jumping up and down. I don't think Maybe I, you were in the back room. I don't recall. Um, anyway, Natasha, your skip. Um, mine is the same as you. Um, Me. Yes. I've put that it's different to Closer by RM. Which, it could, it couldn't um, be more different. One of them is an yeah, absolute yeah. banger and one of them sucks. Okay, well, <laughs> don't be... Don't be too mean. <laughs> too shady. No, I just said I like closer to you. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling all of the 2.5 for Indigo. <coughs> and okay. Closer is an absolute banger. Closer is good. This is an initial reaction. It could grow on us. Yeah. I've thought that it's like sexy and I can see it working well in a club as a remix, which Major Laser probably, that's what music they create. So mm. I'd assume that they'd just make it easy to remix. So it's there. It's a bit boring. It's meh. I quite like a couple of Major Lazer songs. Maybe that's why it is. I don't know if I could name one of their songs. I think I like maybe a few, but like I'm not a massive. Um, maybe if they like with Justin Bieber or something like that, mm. I'd probably remember one of more of their songs. Looking up now on Spotify, I do like Cold Water with Justin Bieber. That one is a, that's a good song. I think I know Lean On. Oh, Lean On is also. I think it was a bit overplayed, unfortunately, but uh, that one is. Uh, is a good song as well. I'm not saying that they could never produce a good song because I think it just sort of, if you're low on lyrics, then I can't like it because of the lyrics. So then you have to like the melody. And if you don't like the melody, then it's, there's nothing there. Mm. So yeah. All right. Initial favorite song. You go first. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a bit and I think it is seven, but then also I don't know if it's because we've just had it for a lot longer. Yeah. Which is a positive indicator that the rest of the album may grow on me after the initial reaction. Mm-hmm. But I think Seven, I've been saying this for quite a while, I think Seven really slaps. Yeah. Like, I think it... You, you it, like Seven? It, I don't think I'd 
loved it when we did the seven reaction Mm -mm. the actual song in and of itself i think is a really good like bop it's good in the club it's good when you're walking Mm. if i was back at the gym it'd be good in the gym i really like the like hand choreo i feel like i'm doing that in my head whenever i hear it and i mentioned this to christine i said you know i've really come around to the explicit version and she said oh when i edited the last episode you said you're a clean version girly and i was like oh well maybe i've changed my mind so yeah i think you did a really good pick with seven and there was a reason that he loved it so yeah i think that's my my fave yeah I was going to say this later, but I think just quickly, my problem with the explicit version isn't the language and isn't the fact that I'm infantilizing him and all that sort of stuff that everyone says. I just it, like it sort of reminds me of, you know, if you're in a club hmm. and someone comes up to you and is like, let's go fuck. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to go home with that guy. Yeah, yeah. But if someone's a bit more like softer, acute about it and like a bit more suave, maybe then you might achieve the same end goal but it's not as like it's like, chorus yeah. and in your face and like I'm not saying that the song is necessarily chorus but like that I think that's yeah I think there's loads of k-pop songs that are just as like horny mm. but not as explicit if mm. that makes sense so and I, I sort of find myself more turned on by them I suppose if that makes sense uh, or as in like I think it just sits more within my wheelhouse or whatever I feel find them sexier Beautiful insight out there for all the male listeners on how to woo Christine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you want a little bit of Christine, you need to go slow and steady. Go cute. Don't go explicit. I was going to say it's similar to like getting like a, a gif or a meme from a guy if you're getting a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you get the dick pic, you're like, oh, no. You're yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. That's, uh... No, I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, what I do like about the explicit version probably, and maybe mm. what's made it more endearing, is seeing him perform it mm. and him doing like the little heart to indicate to armies that he's gonna say loving mm. and then all of the armies being like fucking you right like every time I think that sort of endeared me a bit more yeah so I like I don't think there's any interaction yeah and then I don't think there's any problem with anyone that likes it or anything I, but I, I was trying to like soul search about why I didn't necessarily and I, I'm not saying like I don't necessarily listen to the clean version but I think that's what makes me sort of cringe a little bit is that sort of upfrontness um a bit brash yes and crass yes yeah i like that there's two versions actually so when you're in the club or it's coming on Mm. you've got that anticipation it is also fun to sing along to in the club i'm not gonna lie or in the shower yeah it works for any day oh wow that works on (laughs) so many levels anyway oh it's my turn isn't it yeah initial favorite initial favorite yes okay i've written the basic pop girly in me is coming out but yes or no Yes or no, I think it's the best song. It's it is Ed Sheeran, but Ed Sheeran is massively popular for a reason. And our guy Ed's, who's made it happen again, guys. He's written a, a great song for Jungkook. I think the lyrics for the chorus, especially, are what I sometimes like to call like an elegant fit. Mm. The timings are perfect. You can sort of anticipate them. Like the, even the first time you listen, you're like, I can sort of picture the lyrics that I think would fit in this space and that's sort of what he ends up saying and that's really satisfying and they flow well I also have written that I like to sad to dance but some of the lyrics are just a bit ridiculous the one about going to the pub Um, or is that shot glass full of tears no the one where he threw up that's Um, yeah 
it's just I don't know it's just it's fine but <laughs> again it just makes me cringe a bit and when he calls his pops and stuff which is just like yeah fine <laughs> um what's your favorite one Natasha my favorite is please don't change um oh. from when I had the teaser I really liked it and I was like this is gonna be the one and as much as I really did like seven that's all I had when seven came out so there were no to have in rotation whereas this it's always comes on and I'm just like oh yeah I can cry to this one yeah yeah please yeah. don't change as I mean, it's a good positive message is please don't change oh that's a good mix that is a good mix we good all mix. pick different ones that's nice all right at yeah. the moment it's come to grade this thing I anticipate I don't know where either of you are gonna go with this but yeah, I'm happy to go first to set the tone because I think maybe my score is going to be the most predictable. So it's a seven from Christine. <laughs> no, um, I think I've written this is really hard because I think in general, and this might be a personal music taste thing, but personally, I feel like it's kind of hard to find a solo album that I personally like as much as the group stuff because I think the producing efforts, maybe those like the bravado and the sort of different tangents that you can use as a group and the sort of big lead track production and all that sort of stuff and the big performances and all that is a little harder to recreate with a soloist so normally even if I don't necessarily vibe with all or even most of the songs which I think is the case for some of the solo albums that we've talked about so far I usually feel like you can fall back on the concept or the message or the theory or the lyrics or whatever to say that I still think this is a good quote-unquote album and like a good piece of art I understand what you're trying to do here even if it's not going to be like your most on repeat song ever like we did with some of the school yeah exactly type stuff like it's not for us you can tell they're young yeah but there's value in the creation and and for the time that it was put out it was forward thinking and therefore x and what you're trying to say is blah 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 but with this it's like if you don't like the songs or in my case you think they're catchy but otherwise fine there really just isn't that much left and i think if you think some of the lyrics are mildly cringe as well (laughs) then that's not great one girl Boring. <laughs> Two girls. Still boring. That's not even the right lyric. Boring. Boring. <laughs> no, that's three I, girls. Three, still boring. Three girls is is boring. I think three girls should be scoring. <laughs> Get it, Jack Harlow. <coughs> I'm not gonna. We're gonna have to cut my brilliant ad lib. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry if anyone can hear me coughing. I've got a bit of a cough today. Um, obviously the vocal performance is great, and you can't fault the performances. He's done even though I maybe was hoping for more concept with the music videos and maybe I haven't looked into them enough yet because I know some people have theories about them, but maybe there also isn't one to make it more accessible to a wider audience, a global audience. So I think he gets some points for vocals and performance, but that doesn't stop me personally from thinking that this is my least favorite solo album so far. So based on that, I'll go with a five, which I know is the same as Too Cool for School, but I've made the point several times that my grades are circumstantial and Too Cool for School 
was probably bumped up because it was the, the first ever album and you know they wrote it themselves when they were however old and it, i think again with the sort of justifications that we made with layover and the, the heart and the head score i definitely again felt when watching the content and he was talking about how you know he worked so hard on recording it and yeah how hard it was and all that I was like oh yay great my my brave boy I'll give you all the sevens in the world but like putting my pro BTS bias aside I'd probably only listen to this if it came on the radio and it would be fine if it came on the radio but it wouldn't be like wow this is on the radio which obviously when this does come on the radio I'm wow because it's it's BTS so I will be excited about it if I hear it on the radio but that's it <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine. Right, I'll go next and we'll leave Natasha to bring it home with her love for her boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a similar place to Christine. I think what JK did was probably similar to what some of the other boys did, which was set our expectations really high mm. and then just dash them. Not dash them, but like, Maybe it was me. Maybe, like, my projection for him was different. I expected something different. And I think because we'd done the Festa episode Hmm. and... Maybe we should have seen it coming with all his, like... With his, like, angle. Yeah. I think... I just bring it back to when he released the concept photos for Seven. Mm. And I thought it was going to be a song about being one of Seven and being part of BTS and we're only Seven with you... And then, obviously, I love Seven, but we just got something, like, so far away from Mm. where my mind had gone. Yeah. And then I think with Golden, we were excited that it was 10 tracks. We then hit another lull when he put out the track list and it was all in English. Mm. Which, again, like, we, we feel a bit that way about Permission to Dance, Dynamite, like... Yeah, they're useful within the area that they stand, but they're not necessarily what we're here for. Like we what, do a yeah, we favorite. do a lyrics review of the Korean to see deeper. Yeah. So I felt like that would take some away. Plus, then he didn't do any writing, like even a lick. I think it's the English is a result of the non-writing, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, or those two feed into each other because he can't write songs in English. Mm. So, uh, but also they can insert Korean into songs that are written in English like my universe yeah yeah yeah. so you can easily do a collaboration where but I don't think I don't think at least for me the problem isn't that it's in English necessarily it's that the English sort of takes away a lot of the depth that we normally associate Mm. with BTS yeah I'd agree Mm. I see it within his vision of he wanted to perform and he's done some absolutely just brilliant performances I'd say the performances we've got from JK are the best of the solo put out. Maybe minus the D-Day concert. Except the tour, yeah. <laughs> Except the tour, but then like I think if JK would have been able to tour, yeah. he would have done a, an amazing job. And like if you think about <coughs> when I think about Face and the two performances that Jimin produced and how brilliant they were, then when you look at JK's performance for every song, mm-hmm. it had like really intense choreo. And just flawless vocals Mm -hmm. throughout. So I think it really sits within his wheelhouse and goes along with the Hobie wanted to produce something that was more punk and dark. Mm. Youngie wanted to finish off his 
uh, Agusti trilogy. Agusti trilogy. Uh, v wanted to do something that was really jazz. Mm. JK wanted to do something that was really pop. And I love that for them. Yeah, I yeah, love that yeah. as part of the solo projects. It's definitely something mm. that I want them to do. I think I'm still a bit hurt by the Scooter Braun influences and how I feel about mm. him in general. But I can't apply that to JK. Having looked at the score for Face, mm-hmm. which was a five, I think we'd done Jimin Real Dirty, which we've said in Layover. We'd, we'd not given him the credit that he now clearly deserves. deserves. And looking at my score for Too Cool for School, mm. which was also a five, mm. I'm going to put Golden in at a five with the caveat that I want to bump up Face when we do the full yeah, review. I think. And when we do the full review, I might bump down Golden, but it depends where I go after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I love Jungkook and I love everything that he represents and I'm glad that he was able to do something that he really wanted to do. Yeah. But with that being said, I'm in the same place as you. I don't know if a lot of these Golden songs are going to... I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to them. No. And I think uh, just one quick thing to add about the English is like, I understand that the English serves his purpose because obviously we've talked about before he says that he wants to be this crossover artist and maybe that he felt like, okay, well, in order to do that, I will have to do songs in English and I can't write them and that's what's going to sort of make me a... Not just BTS, but like a household name in the global stage to people who have never cared about k-pop so i i sort of understand that as like a means to an end if that makes sense but it just obviously like like i said it just ends up stripping away some of the stuff that normally helps me like a song yeah and i think you maybe could have gone down the like crazy route right and done mm. a korean version and then an english version yeah but he wanted um, a, a full album that people could go that to could yeah run so. through so yeah, I think five, and um, we've agonised over that for a while. It doesn't make us love JK any less. No. Apologies to my mum, who's a new JK bias. Yeah, seven from her. Yeah, seven um... from her. 100%. <laughs> she plays it on repeat nonstop. I'm looking down the barrel of a Christmas where it's all I have to listen to. Um, which, you know, maybe after Christmas I'll feel differently about it. it. Yeah. Right. Okay, Natasha. Natasha. So, looking at the scores that I gave the other one, I'm just going to go straight into it and I'm going to get a four. Same as what I scored for face. Looking at it, scoring face, a four. I feel like I can't put JK higher just because looking back, obviously, Jimin put work into that in a different way to how JK's put work into this. And also, face, I liked it. I felt the emotion. I got the bits from it. And like... After listening to Indigo a bit more and Jack in the Box a bit more and Layover a bit more, sorry, not really listened to D Day, but um, wow, <laughs> but right, how can you still be shaded? Um, that is gross. You're so fired. because of that, <laughs> because of that. Maybe a week or two after listening to Golden, I would just like I'm listening to a generic song. It's like a a love tone lyric or like someone that's like happy and sad and stuff like that. But like it just seemed to be very meh. Like in my head, I was just like, he's not wrote it. He's not feeling these. Why am I walking around these streets being like, oh, please don't change when like it's not him. But then obviously he says that 
he went in and picked them. It's not just like someone like, this is what you go in, which is very K-pop. It's just like, this is an album, sing it. There's no adding, changing, liking, disliking. And he will have had hundreds of songs to trawl through. It's not like he had 10. He would have had loads of stuff yeah, yeah. being put forward to him. So you can see there's some some creative integrity within it, even mm. if he didn't sit down and agonise in the studio, yeah. which is what we saw Jimin do. Yeah, so I'm happy knowing that it was more personal than how, I guess, we just think that like it's not really that personal to him. But yeah, so it's a four. Which is low, but high for you. High for you. The highest of the scores. Five is the lowest for us. Yeah. And four is the highest for you. So I think it's a fair... Four solo albums, yeah. Fair accolade um, mm. across the board. I think we've all sort of been true to ourselves mm-hmm. and given Golden the review that feels fair. Yeah. Um, I and think... who knows? Maybe, maybe it will go on the rise as we, as we spend more time with it. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it'll come for us all. Regardless of what we think, it's obviously massively successful. So, so like, successful, yeah, if, yeah, bad. yeah, and yeah, we'll see when we come back to it, which could be sooner, could be later. So I think, in the interest of of time, we should wrap up there. And I think just the only thing that I was gonna say about what you said, Natasha, is like sometimes I feel a little like if when I complain about him not having written it. I'm sort of carrying a double standard because I listen to loads of stuff that the artist hasn't written. Mm. But obviously, I think one is the sort of expectation of it being BTS and they have always written their stuff. And the other thing is the like, it's in English, so I understand what you're saying. So then I think a lot of the other K-pop that I listen to, I'm not going to be like, oh, this line's cringe because I don't know what they're saying. (laughs) So I think that's something that helps the sort of the other K-pop be more accessible even if the artist hasn't written it necessarily and most of the groups i listen to they write at least some of their parts but anyway right let us know what you think about golden <laughs> if you thought we were too harsh and we have had friends that love it yeah we shout are. out to them so yeah if you love golden please get in touch if you think we've been too kind do get in touch as well i don't think you'll think no, that no don't get in touch only only positive vibes well i guess i think we can open for like reasoned discussion mm. um, on our in instagram. any case always open to discussing yeah get in touch on instagram tweet us on x i always wanted to say that <laughs> so dumb um yeah where can they do all that stuff Natasha uh you can find us at generation bts underscore or you can email us if you've an email gal at generation bts all the albums at gmail.com perfect and uh i think all that's left to say then is i've been christine i've been leanne i've been natasha and we have been generation Generation bts (laughs) (laughs) try not to cough Do you understand my slang and get my sense of humor?